91.1 WEGL-FM, Auburn University. Good morning, Auburn, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside some members of Auburn's ensemble band, Sonic Nation, welcoming you into the show today. We'd like to welcome in our listeners from the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex, as well as around the world, however you may be listening in today, whether that be from your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at weglfm.com, or tuning in after the fact on at transistor.fm, Eagle Eye TV, or listening to our podcast. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run morning show. And now, of course, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley-based and WEGL studios on the campus of Auburn University here in the Harold Melton Student Center, where it is a crisp 51 degrees outside this fine autumn morning. We are welcoming you into Compact Discourse on a lovely Wednesday. Um, at this point, I would love to introduce my guests. So, members of Sonic Nation, why don't we just go around the horn and introduce ourselves and get, get, get acquainted with the audience. Hey, y'all. My name is David Putnam. I'm the manager slash Yes, I'm the manager of Sonic Nation. Hi, I'm Rin Horstman. I'm one of the singers in Sonic Nation, and I also play instruments. Hi, I'm Kat Hall. I am a vocalist of Sonic Nation, and I'm also the marketing director for the band. So, yeah. Awesome. Good deal. So we have uh, David, Kat, and Ren hanging out with us in the studio today, talking about a lot of things, including um, their upcoming projects they'll be releasing in the fall, and a whole lot more, including... Uh, uh, live appearances on campus and uh, and their performance at Auburn Stages, which we had a lot of fun at. So, yeah. I'd love to get started wherever you guys would like to, and just talk about maybe uh, how you got involved in, in Sonic Nation, what Sonic Nation's all about, and uh, what your goal is when you know you you strike with the band on an Auburn performance. Well, how I actually uh, how I actually got involved is kind of a funny story. Um, I'm trying to go in the music industry; that is my career goal. And I was looking at places like Belmont and Berkeley. And when I went and toured there, I was like, I don't really like these places as much. I mean, they're great schools. They have great programs. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wing it, come to Auburn, get a business degree, and figure it out from there. And so I went to Auburn, and I actually saw that they were forming this ensemble on Instagram. And so I emailed the head, Miss Jilla Webb, and I was like, hey, do you guys need a manager? And even though I had no experience, mm-hmm. you know, since this was kind of a new forming ensemble, I was kind of able to step into a rather large role and. Learn a whole bunch of stuff. That's good. So immediately cast into the fire, oh, as yeah. it were. It's it's fire. Immediate responsibilities. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I would say like the same. I um, going into college, like I'm a junior this year. Um, going into college, I always knew I wanted to do this one thing. I want to do something with music, or I want to do something with like science. It was kind of just a whirlwind of different things I really wanted to do and I was passionate about. Um, so I came to Auburn, started out with an exercise science degree, um, and then very soon into college, I realized, okay, this is just not it for me, but I kept going with it. Um, and then last year when, uh, Sonic Nation had its first year, um, Jilla Webb, I've been taking lessons from her probably since I was 10 years old and she told me about it and she said she was coming to Auburn. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be so exciting. Um. And so I auditioned for Sonic Nation, and um, I got the role of being a vocalist. And then um, we, uh, I had a, such a fun time doing that, and that um, 
just developing my voice, developing my like music skills. And so actually this year I declared my major in commercial music, which is the first ever commercial music program at Auburn, which has been super awesome. Um, Bren's in it with me as well. Also only one of five in the country. Yeah. So it's been super cool and a super cool experience. I'm double majoring. Um, so it's been a lot of work. And then Emma Safner, who was here last year, she's, I think she did a lot of stuff with Weagle as mm -hmm. well. Um, she was the marketing director last year and she, I kind of went under her wing and started like working with her and figuring out everything. And then I got that role, um, this year. So it's been a lot of a learning curve, but it's been awesome. Um, kind of seeing the different side of just singing. I can actually see like the business side of it. So yeah. Super cool. that, that, that's a world that I've been exposed to yeah. since I've been here at Weagle, but I did not know how how deep it went. Much much like yeah. most things, it goes a lot a lot more in depth than you realize. Oh, for oh, sure, for sure. Yeah, I um have always known that I wanted to do commercial music or something like that. So I also looked at Belmont and Berkeley and all of those like really good music schools that you hear about all the time. Um, but also didn't love them. Um, and so I came to Auburn and I was like, I really like it here. Um, and that was like during my senior year. So I applied and got accepted and then decided that I wanted to take a gap year. Um, and during that gap year, as I was like, uh, just continue talking to like the music people here, they're like, we actually have this commercial music program opening up. And I got super excited about that. So, um, just, yeah, a lot of talking to, um, Jilla about it. Um, and then auditioned for it and auditioned for Sonic Nation. And now I'm here. Yeah, so, you know, I'd like to name drop a couple people, if you will. Of um, course. Be my guest. So, me and Kat are actually in Music Business 1 right now. And the Music Business program, as along with the commercial music program, is still kind of a fledgling. Um, people that are in, the people that are teaching that are Jenny Bowler. She was, um, I want to say, marketing director of UMG. And so, she has been, and a graduate of Auburn as well. So, she has been gracious enough to come back and teach us all about that. Um, the directors of... The Sonic Nation, the commercial music ensemble, are Jill Webb and Patrick Bruce. They have been um, very kind to us and very teaching. And then the chair of the commercial music program is Doug Rosner. It's coming out of the music school. Um, if you want to audition or anything like that, just email those people and they can make it happen. Yeah, it's super fun. You should do it. Yeah, Sonic Nation has been a great experience. And we have like a lot of new people coming in and... Um, it's just our second year, but we have done so much more in the past two years, or the past, I guess, three semesters than we have um, ever thought that we were going to. And um, like when we played at Auburn Stages, that was our first mm -hmm. like big show over like this semester. And that was such a fun experience. I remember like us trying to like get ready for it. We were like, oh my goodness, like it's gonna be so fun. But like, what should we do? What should we see? Like, it was a whole bunch of things that went into it. And then when we got up on the stage, we did way better than we ever thought we could. And um, we had a lot of fun. Um, and it kind of like fueled a fire for the rest of the semester and next semester. And it's like, okay, like we have something here. So it's been super cool um, kind of seeing how that all is like falling into place. So. Yeah, and just seeing like how many insanely talented musicians yeah. and singers are in that band, it's it's really encouraging. Like, and there's a lot you can learn from mm -hmm. all the other members as well as the teachers. 
Yeah, and I think we will be talking about a lot of the other members you have in the band, the sheer size and scope of the whole operation coming up, as well as what the future holds for Sonic Nation, which you guys are excited about, and uh, what we can look forward to in the future from uh, releases. So we'll talk about all that and more after a quick break. So don't go anywhere. I'm talking to Sonic Nation here on Compact Discourse. We'll be back in about two minutes. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart. Joined alongside some members of the band Sonic Nation hanging out with me in the booth today on a lovely autumn Wednesday morning. Thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning with us here at WEGL Compact Discourse. And now Sonic Nation, as we are interested to hear what they have to say about their upcoming projects, as well as my biggest question for you guys is, it seems like quite the operation when uh, when you come out. I, I've never seen a, a production at an Auburn Stages like what I, you know, I come around the corner and there's, you know, 20, 30 people all performing. So how, how do you manage such a such a large group when it comes to a, a performance like that? And how many people are actively do you have in the band right now? Do you have a number or does it change every day? Well, well, we have about 25 people. I want to say the I want to say 27, but it's about 25. Yeah. Mm. Um, I will say it's a lot of moving parts, which has been kind of interesting to manage because, you know, most of the time you'd have, like, probably four, three or four vocal mics max and then, like, one bass, one guitar, um, a keyboard, and, like, a drum set. But now it's, like, you know, we got two keyboards, yeah. a whole drum set, um, like, three guitarists, two bassists, a uh, plethora of vocal mics that yeah. mm-hmm. all have to be dealt with sonically and um, rehearsed and all fit together. And so I think the interesting part is kind of putting it all together. Um, I think that it, when it all comes together, it comes together very well, especially because it's, lo- it's a lot of difference. Mm-hmm. And if the difference all can come together and kind of make a cohesive sound, then it really sounds um, way different than anything else you'd yeah. probably ever hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> because we have so many people, though, like we wanted to give everyone a chance to like be super involved and actually get uh, songs to sing and yeah. play on. So we like separated the group into two groups and um, each group picked songs that they wanted to work on. And we auditioned those for the Auburn Stages show mm-hmm. and they picked like the best of all of those. Yeah. And what's been like super cool is that um, with so many people in the group you are bound to have a like a plethora of different voices different um, genres different kind of vibes to it Mm -hmm. Um, and I think you could really see that in the Auburn stages show there was all genres from rock country pop uh, folk it kind of was a huge range and um, so I think kind of putting that all together really showed just the variety that Sonic Nation is and um, I will say, like, working it all together, it might seem that it's never going to come together, but somehow it just fits perfectly, and um, it comes together in a way that we honestly couldn't even imagine. Um, but it kind of just, you know, talks about how talented the people are in Sonic Nation, that they can all like, just come together and work hard and collaborate, because I think collaborating with each other has been super fun and um, kind of just shows, like, a difference with us and... Um, how we can just like work together. I think working together has been the biggest thing for all of us to get to like where we are and um, putting on a good performance. Yeah, yeah, especially when you have so many people, yeah. you know, 
so many different ideas colliding yeah. to make one product. I imagine that that can be difficult to manage sometimes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think with like a lot of different minds and I mean, people in the music industry and just like with the music creative mind in general, they're going to have different thoughts and um, but which has been it's really good to bring to the table all the different thoughts but somehow like it all comes together to make like this melting pot of like a, a beautiful thing that comes out so it's been super super cool all right david so what are we what are we excited about for the future of, of sonic nation what do you have coming up so we can talk about our upcoming performances we That'd actually have one um at the gooch performing arts center yeah. in what time is it like nine that's tonight at seven thirty. Nine seven thirty. Yeah. i gotta be there in like three hours so <laughs> yeah. yeah i will i'll be there all day but yeah. Um, why don't y'all talk about what you're going to do for that? Well, it's the faculty show, yeah. so you're going to get to see a lot of um, the faculty performing, which mm -hmm. is super cool. I'm very excited for yeah. that, um, just to see like who we're learning from and like um, everything that they can be teaching us. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, they wanted to get um, a lot of Sonic Nation involved, so we actually have two full band songs from our Auburn Stages show that we're going to be doing there, um, as well as like stuff that we've been working on in our mm -hmm. solo performances that... Jill is going to sing with us, and Bruce is going to play with mm -hmm. us and stuff like that. Yeah, so we're um, doing Tennessee Whiskey and I Want You Back. So really big songs two that we're bangers, doing with. Yeah. I know. And so we're doing it with uh, Sonic and Nation. Those are the two groups we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. that we had to split up in. Um, so we're going to be doing that, and we're also um, – I know Ren and I will be doing a lot of fun uh, – throwback songs too which we're really excited about but um so that's tonight at 7 30 um at the g-pack and you can get tickets at music tickets at auburn or the g-pack um uh website and so, but we have some more coming up we have a singer songwriter show which will be on november 19th november 19th yes dates hard <laughs> especially at 8 a.m yeah. <laughs> and then we also have um an end of the year show on december 2nd so we have a lot of things coming up yeah and those will be um two very different vibes yeah. uh, so you'll get to see kind of like the range that all the people have because mm -hmm. the singer songwriter obviously will be a lot more acoustic smaller groups it's more put together in your own time um but the december 2nd show will be a lot of full band yeah like that's what we're working on in class mostly so mm -hmm. so what we're rehearsing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we had a fun time at Auburn Stages. We actually have another one. This might be first time hearing it. We have another one um, March 23rd. No, 24th with you all as well. So awesome. look forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Honestly, yeah. you know, like Heart of Glass been stuck in my head. Oh, I think since that performance. So <laughs> she's saying it. So good. That was me. <laughs> I think it's still stuck in my head. It kind of pops up on my Spotify, and I'm like, oh, oh Lord, not again. But it's a great song. Great, great song. Blondie's version is great, too, but the Miley Cyrus version, ugh, chef's kiss, so good. <laughs> yeah, so another interesting thing that we have done um, in the past two years we've been around, we've actually recorded a seven-song album. Um, last year we recorded three songs, and we didn't finish one of them, and so this year we finished that one, and then we recorded four more songs. Mm -hmm. And we were going to make, we were going to make two EPs, basically, but we have actually decided to combine the two and then release an album. We don't have a name for it yet. Um, we actually just went to Atmosphere Recording Studios in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm. Um, we were there for two days, both, ta mm -hmm. both times, and the songs sound really good, and so they're going to get sent up to our friend Harry in Nashville and get um, mixed and mastered, and then once Auburn gives us the green light to put it on streaming services, yeah. it will be out there, and you can listen to it. 
But hopefully we don't have to go to Atmosphere for too long. I mean, they're great. Don't get me wrong. But Auburn is actually spending one and a half million dollars on a recording studio in the music school, which is very, very interesting. And the um, composition tech majors will hopefully be able to record us professionally and then mix it and master it to a standard that we can really be proud of mm-hmm. and keep it all going for the next yeah that seems like a great way to perpetuate the the culture and oh, keep, keep things you know keep things in house so that it you know allows allows the program to grow so yeah that's great well, you know made in auburn stay in auburn <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i will say auburn's like music community is growing so much which has been really cool to see um and because they've always had like the classical program here but seeing like the commercial side of it it's been super amazing um because uh it's like people like you know ren and i who are in the commercial music program we've already learned so much that's not even just the music part of it but you're like learning the business side of it you're learning how to record in a studio you're learning the professionalism so it's been super cool kind of like getting that experience here and that we can take it whenever we do graduate and we want to get out into the working field. So, yeah, it's been super cool. Super good learning experience. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And just to get you all excited about the album a little bit more, there's going to be something for, like, everyone. Like, no matter what type of music you you like, like, because we have so many different people and so many different styles, um, you know, we we got songs written by um, our fellow bandmates that are, are just really really cool we've got some soulful like r&b stuff we've got some some rock like punk kind of things um but it's it's really cool i'm excited about it um it's it shows what sonic nation is it's like a variety of everything and um it's been super cool and seeing especially like people have different voices like i was saying and so seeing it all come together there's people who have more of like a southern twang on one song but then comes with like a rocker voice so you're like oh wait what's this going on but it's ends up sounding beautiful so i'm excited for it so an interesting blend of of genres yeah very interesting it makes sense you know so many people so many people in the in the in the project i think it it, it, it's good to have such a uh, diverse you're not you know pigeonholed into one thing Mm -hmm. all right so we still have a lot to talk about here on compact discourse i'm hanging out with sonic nation auburn's uh, ensemble band so we're going to continue talking about what they're excited about for the future of sonic nation as well as what we have coming up on the horizon maybe just share some stories about how fun it is to be part of the part of the band so we'll get to all that and more after a quick break don't go anywhere you're listening to compact discourse right here on wegl W-E-G-L-F-M, Auburn. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on W-E-G-L 91.1 FM. It's the top of the hour, 9 a.m. Welcoming you into this show. Thank you for spending your Wednesday morning with us here at W-E-G-L. And uh, 91.1 FM, Compact Discourse, Auburn's only student-run radio show. You can follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU, that's C-D-I-S-C-A-U. If you'd like to tweet at the show and get your uh, opinion on the show, you can also follow the station on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at W-E-G-L underscore A-U. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love you to see the great content we are putting out on the daily over there on the Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Once again, that's W-E-G-L underscore A-U. 
You can also visit our website, weglfm.com, to listen live to the station 24 hours a day. Or you can just see what's coming up on the schedule. We've got a Weagle Wednesday coming up today. We've got some great shows, including Cheetah Print and Woodstock Hour coming up tonight at 7 and 8 p.m. respectively. That's some real deal classic rock. I think JP's playing country tonight, so watch out for that. I think Chris Tobias has a spooky disco episode coming up for you on Cheetah Print tonight at 8 p.m. So keep it right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. We'd love you to hear the rest of the programming we got today. Speaking of that, we got Sonic Nation hanging out with us today here in the booth. I know I, I plugged my socials, so how, how can the how can the lovely people out there get in touch with you guys on social media and your website? Oh yes, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Sonic Nation AU. You can also check us out on Facebook, which is just Sonic Nation, and then we also have a Twitter, which is Sonic Nation AU, and we're in the works of creating a TikTok. So. You can stay tuned to our Instagram to find the TikTok link. Yeah, Instagram's the go-to. Yeah, Instagram Everything is the go-to. Everything comes from Instagram. Oh, yes, for sure, for sure. Well, for, like, our age group, yes. For yeah. Yes, yeah, of course. people, it's Facebook. The families are for Facebook, for sure. The, fa- the families. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, I'm hanging out with uh, with um, with David, Kat, and Ren here this morning, three members of Sonic Nation, Auburn's ensemble band, so we are having... A great conversation so far. If you missed any part of it, you can go back and listen to our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Compact Discourse, and you'll be able to hear the beginning of the show and the entire show, absolutely PSA break free, later on today. So check that out. If you have not already, you can also listen to yesterday's episode where we talked about all things Halloween. So if you want to get in the mood, in the spooky mood for this upcoming weekend, uh, check yesterday's episode out. It was a lot of fun. All right, so I'd love to hear about uh, I know we talked about you guys recording albums coming up. So, what does the what does the future of Sonic Nation hold? Where where do you see this uh, organization in a year or two, maybe even further out? And uh, what 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 do you think the best steps would be to to get you guys on that track? I know you, you seem to be killing it so far, based on the amount of growth you've had over these past you know three semesters. Um, so, how how do you look to continue that growth? Well, um, so to start. I have been trying to kind of branch out of the university sense, like doing shows for the university is great and all, but I'd really love to get more into like the Auburn community and like have smaller groups of us go out and play at like a restaurant or like somewhere in Opelika or the rail yard, if you know where that is. Mm -hmm. We're actually planning a concert there in the spring as well. Um, So the, the real goal is to try and get out more into the community and not only get people real-world experience, I mean, I say real-world because we do live in the real world, but um, as well as do stuff for the university. And if we can represent the university in that way out in the community and Opelika and, you know, even go to like places like Montgomery, Atlanta, and Birmingham and, you know, just kind of go all, go all over the place and see a variety of different venues, meet a l- bunch of different contacts, and, you know, get our people a lot of good connections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think networking is a huge thing. Like, we've met a lot of people even just in the recent few semesters, but I feel like even more people. um, And I feel like also, like he was saying, going out to not just, like you said, the real world, but going into, like, a different venue, a different kind of um, experience for people to have um, so that whenever they do kind of come out of college, they could say, okay, I've done this before. I know how to handle everything that's going around because um, it's not just about the music. 
it's also about like um the money involved with it it's about the actual like stage presence of it all it's about also not getting like gypped by other people so I think going out and doing that not only teaches us a lot but it also gets our voices out there um which helps with networking and helps with um future projects for us so we can be called and asked to um do these sort of, th- sh- sort of things sorry I talk too fast sometimes um it happens. Yeah, I know. I My friends hate me for it. I talk way too fast. Um, but also, like, we would love to also get involved with other organizations on campus. So we want to see the venue side, but we also want to get more involved with, like, oh, yeah, Weagle. We want to get more involved with, like, UPC. We want to get more involved with maybe, like, the football team, like, any athletics um, and, like, the marching band. So I feel like we can make a bigger name for us on campus as well. But and I see us being able to do that as well. And the other thing that's kind of cool is since this program's so young, like especially people like me and Kat and Ren, like we can kind of like take this wherever we want to mm-hmm. and then it can be kind of a lasting impact over the next. You can make a lot of decisions that oh, yeah. people won't say no to because there's no precedent. And a lot of and a lot of like yeah, there's no precedent and a lot of, you know, it's kind of cool being able to mold it into what you want it to be and then it lasts mm-hmm. for a pretty long time or long since after we graduate from here mm-hmm. yeah and along with like the networking and just getting our name out there um like I really want to see us continue to grow in like um members especially like pulling in um, high schoolers into not only this band but also the commercial music program so we we're doing these um sonic saturdays oh, yeah. that we've invited um high schoolers from Auburn and Opelika and um, just around here to come and like just kind of see what it's like to be at rehearsal. Um, we're inviting them to like bring their guitars or whatever, um, just like play along with us, which like I'm super excited about. Jam um, session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also like I, f- I think going to other um, big college towns and doing shows there could be yeah. really, really cool um, just for other people to see like mm-hmm. what we're doing here, um, get people excited about it. Also, like, working with other, like, college, like, um, colleges with their music departments, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. like, working with, like, Berkeley, that'd be amazing as well, because Berkeley's renowned, and um, being able to kind of, like, work with them, like, FSU, um, Belmont, all these different, like, really um, big music schools would be really cool for us as well, because that's networking right there as well. Um, It's a big thing that uh, Dr. Good tells us is that the people that we're surrounding ourselves with now are the people when you go out into the working world. These are the people that you're going to call up and be like, okay, I know what you can do. Let's let's do something about it. Making connections. Making connections. (laughs) Yeah, that that brings up a point that I've been curious about. Is this this um, the use of an ensemble is uh, being sponsored by the university in a Mm -hmm. way? Is this something that happens at, at other schools or is this something unique to Auburn? Yeah, um, there's one at Troy as well called Poplis. Um, that's I know that one for sure. There's one at Berkeley. Um, there's a lot of places with the commercial music program. They have an ensemble that kind of spearheads their program. Um, maybe David knows a little bit more about that. I know like a little bit. So from what my understanding is, and don't quote me on this, <laughs> the five commercial music voice programs – I know three of them. I don't know the other two. I know it's Belmont, Berkeley, um, us, Troy. and maybe, maybe Troy. yeah, and Troy, and Troy. So that's four. Um, those people all have that ensemble, and then they have a co-junct music business program to kind of go along with it. Mm-hmm. And especially places like Belmont and Berkeley, they kind of like 
pipeline their kids to places like Nashville, to New York, to L.A., and especially because the school has made a lot of connections, they can kind of get their interns and a lot of really good jobs straight out of school, um, which is especially good for the department because if they can get it out, get them good jobs straight out of school, you know, they can get some money down the line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's about all I know about that. Um, I kind of tend to focus on how I'm going to build the place here versus what everybody else is doing. I don't really yeah. like to be distracted by that. But um, another thing we're kind of really excited about, and speaking of money, the root of all evil, um, we've actually been selected for a loan, or not a loan, um, a fundraiser for Tiger Giving Day. Um, on February 23rd, we have one day where we're trying to raise, our goal is $15,000, and with the 15000 we would get keyboards, we'd get a drum set, we'd get lights, we'd get um, all sorts of stuff that would really make the program better. And, you know, if you're interested in giving money, you can check out info about that at Tiger Giving Day. You can just look up Tiger Giving Day. I don't know the exact website. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really trying to promote that and get some well-needed equipment because a lot of times people have been, we've been using the music school's drum set. People have been bringing their own keyboards. We, but we've also gotten a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Like we've gotten, um, I want to say 12, 10 wireless mics. Is that right, Kat? I think it's 12. It's 12. Yeah, yeah. it's 12. 12 wireless mics, which have been really, really nice. Um, we got, what else have we gotten? I mean, we have all the monitors and the yeah. speakers. Yeah, we have and monitors and speakers. Really gotten, nice new yeah. sound system. We've gotten great things from the music department, and um, we're so thankful for what all we've gotten. But in order like, to build us to the place that we want, it'd be great, just even with like a little more help. It's yeah, you know. and I think the rest of the music department would be very appreciative yeah. if we stopped borrowing their stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I think bet. so, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the music department has really been behind us on this. Yeah. I think they're really putting a lot of trust in us, and that's kind of empowering to be able to be like, you know, we have the whole, we have the whole department, we have the whole school behind us, and, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to make awesome stuff happen. Yeah, also, just going along with that, we have, like, uh, string section and choir members and stuff like that in the faculty show with us mm-hmm. tonight, which is super fun, like, just to work with other ensembles and other people in the music department just to continue growing, like, our connections and what we're learning from them and stuff like that. And hopefully we can collaborate with them more and yeah. as well as, you know, it's a bright future ahead. Yeah, so that's a, just a relationship you want to cultivate with, you know, yeah. being so closely tied to the university. I think mm-hmm. you want want to keep it that way especially you know with the recording studio coming up and all that i think and that seems like such a such a powerful partnership you guys yeah, have yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. we're super excited about the recording studio i know i am i'm I am so too. excited um and i know ran because ran writes her own songs i've been writing my own songs so kind of getting out there and having it something so close to you instead of traveling somewhere and you can kind of just have your own and also like I want to learn the engineering process as mm-hmm. well so it kind of gives me the opportunity to do that um you know, like work with logic pro tools um which seem in Ableton like all that stuff seems like foreign language to me but I'm excited to be able to like you know actually get my hands on it and uh, do that so I'm very thankful for the university to kind of give us this trust and um uh, the ability to have our voices heard in what we're doing so it's been awesome yeah that's good yeah so um talking about kind of the, the relationship you have with the university do you guys have any you know favorite aspects of the auburn music department or maybe just auburn as a whole that you kind of try to work into your work maybe a 
you know, even if it's just a favorite venue or something you're you're trying to accomplish, like a like a like a dream greenfield goal you have working at the university for for your time is up and you walk across the stage. I know David's answer. <laughs> I mean, I bet you know my answer, but um, <laughs> I'm not gonna put too much. Well, half time at the Iron Bowl. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's I in the works. We're awesome. working on it. Yeah. By the time I'm a sophomore, I graduate in 24. By the time I leave, I think we can make that happen. Yeah. Um, I I would say, like, my favorite part, or, like, a huge, like, a venue other than, like, the Iron Bowl, I think would be, um, like, somewhat in, like, Jordan Hair or even um, we got to work at the G-Pack, which was, has been super cool, and we have a show there tonight, which has been amazing. That place is drop-dead beautiful, um, and it's been awesome to actually experience that kind of a venue um but yeah I would love to work more there um it's been nice to have like one or two shows there but to have even more would be even more amazing um but you know just really working more on the campus um too like I loved working on the green space Mm -hmm. performing out there I thought that was a super cool um and like laid back kind of I, I'm more into, like, the laid-back stuff where people can come and, like, listen um, and just, like, kind of vibe with us, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But, um, but yeah, that'd be super cool. Iron Bowl. I think Iron Bowl would probably be, like, the biggest thing, I think, for sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've gone off the G, uh, the Gooch Performing Arts Center, which we're calling G-Pack, for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the G-Pack because the G-Pack is kind of, like, the closest thing that um, I get to – doing an arena show kind of because mm-hmm. it's really big especially yeah. the outside yeah. one the outside yeah. stage and it's like brand new too because they built mm-hmm. it i want to say 2019 is that when they yeah i mean it wasn't here when i was a freshman so yeah, yeah like yeah. they spent 20 million dollars on it and it's it's insane and it's a lot of like high-tech stuff and so working with that equipment and being able to kind of get that experience especially as a freshman in college who has no idea what um, they're doing yet. Um, now I kind of have a much better idea of what I'm doing now. They also had, like, traveling Broadway shows come and perform there, like, and scheduled, and a lot of them got canceled because of quarantine, but oh, that have, was super cool. They have, like, the Beach Boys every year. Like, yeah. The Beach Boys go yeah. and perform there. And I'm a huge Beach Boys fan. <laughs> huge fan. I know they actually gave me some paperwork from them. I have the... Um, writer. Like a writer and yeah. an input list in my room, and I'm like, whoa. I have this famous stage thing. (laughs) All right, we have plenty more to talk about here on Compact Discourse this morning, so do not go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few minutes when we uh, continue our conversation with Sonic Nation here on this Wednesday morning. So we shall be right back in about two minutes with some more of the show. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside some members of Sonic Nation. We will be back in just a few. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, Transistor.FM, or however you may be joining us today on this fine Wednesday morning. Thank you for doing so. It's a little chilly outside as we are awaiting the fall weather to get underway and uh, excited for Halloween. I know I am coming up this weekend, so excited for all of that and more as we move along with the show in this final week of October here uh, it's 9.19 in the morning, so we're going to get right back into things with Sonic Nation, Auburn's uh, commercial music ensemble. is hanging out with me, or so select <coughs> members of uh, Sonic Nation, 
yeah, it'd be impossible to get everybody in here um, are hanging out with me this morning. So uh, we've been talking about a lot of things, including their past shows, future shows, and uh, everything in between, including their upcoming albums they're recording and uh, what they're excited about for the Auburn University experience as they uh, move along their Sonic Nation journey here at the university. So um, we can uh, continue talking about that. I'd love to hear from you guys about what your you know ultimate goals are once you get out of here, what you hope Sonic Nation can provide for you while you provide for it, and then uh, just things you're excited about, maybe a favorite story or some someone you've met that's really helped you along the way, changed you, whether that be a friend, faculty member, advisor, or, or some other thing. I'd, uh, I'd love to hear from you guys about that. Wow, okay, so uh, story-wise, I would probably talk about like last semester, um, it was just a lot of things going on. Um, writing a song together, I think, was probably one of the coolest experiences ever because I've always written, um, but it's never been something very um, of substance. I remember when I was like, little, I wrote a song called Cheetaleppa. Like, it, not Cheetah Leopard, like Cheetaleppa. It made no sense at all. And I was like, okay, this song is going to get it, get me somewhere, but it never did. So, like, actually doing and working, collaborating with um, – like a group of us and um, like writing our own songs, which are some of the songs that you'll hear on the um, upcoming album. Um, we all split up in songwriting groups and uh, I worked with uh, James Berryhill a lot and um, Morgan Hogan's, uh, Zeke Bird, a huge group of us and we all worked on it together and that was a really cool experience um, to be able to do that and kind of have um, the experience of not just working by yourself but working with other people and creating cool songs and so that's probably like one of my favorite memories and something that I can take with me like going outside of college um I would love to be in the music industry whether that's me being an artist or whether that's me um being a manager or working in marketing or working in A&R there's so many things that I really want to do so kind of putting my feet in different areas and um like learning about everything like a little bit about everything is helping me in the long run so I know whenever I get out of college kind of like having some knowledge on what I want to do or what I'm probably going to be presented to do so I think that's helping me out a lot so I would say my favorite thing so far I mean I've only been here this semester um but definitely being in the studio like ever since I was little I've wanted to work in the music industry so it was super surreal for me to actually be there and like um I don't know I just it made me very happy like and excited for my future like both with this band and like whatever I do beyond that um just getting to make music and um work with people to make it the best it can be well you know I've had a fun time and learned a plethora of things that I would probably have not have learned otherwise but um I think my ultimate goal when I get out of here is definitely work in the music industry. I have a, I have a whole spiel that I could give, but I'm not going to yet. Um, but I'll say right now, um, I'm actually looking for internships in Nashville. So if you're hiring in Nashville, please give me a call. Um, I'm me applying too. Me too. to yes. I mean everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a plethora of workers if you need them. Um, I'm applying to UMG, Warner Music Group, uh, or Universal Music Group, Warner Music Group, and Sony Music Group in their A&R department and then if that doesn't work out I will I'm applying to red light management and maverick management um they both manage like country music artists and then after that I would work for the um publishing departments at 
those three big companies that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Universal, um, Universal, Sony, and Warner Brothers. Um, so I would apply for the publishing departments there. So, you know, I got a lot of options, and honestly, I'm really fine with doing a lot. And it's been cool trying to figure out how I'm going to do all this, you know, how to, like, structure my resume in a way that would make me appealing to employers. And mm-hmm. I think one person who's helped me a lot with that is Jennifer Bowler. Yeah, um, Jenny. Yes, Bowler. she's the GOAT. She has helped us a lot, and especially she's really pushing the whole music business side of it. Like, you know, they're, they're commercial music. Commercial music is great and all, but, you know, I'm, I'm more the music business kid, so I have to... You learn about music business and commercial music. Just I mean, you are correct. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, but uh, and also like Jilla Webb. Jilla Webb has helped out so much. Um, she is like the female leader of everything that comes with Sonic Nation. She doesn't just help out with like the music, but she helps out with like she's kind of like a maternal figure in a way. She like helps us out, um, not just in like the creative sense, but also like. Because we're still students. We still go through a lot, like, on our own. And um, just kind of, like, outside of school, she's always there. She's a call away. Um, And she wants to see the best in us. And she also has really helped us kind of see the professional side of everything. Um, She treats us as a professional. She treats us as um, somebody who is, like, working super hard to get to where they want. and which has really helped us, I think, um, by treating us as professional professionals, even though we're not yet. But um, it's she. Her, she has this kind of quote. She says, "I'm gonna fire you here, so but you get to be able to rehired right away. So whenever you get onto the working field, you kind of know what you need to do, not do, because you know if you get fired in the uh, you know working world, yeah, I mean you're that's fired. It. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but uh, it's been super cool with um having that kind of experience and um, being treated not just as a student, but as someone who's really working towards their goal, which is what we're all doing here, Um, whether that's going into uh, music business or it's becoming an artist or it's becoming a songwriter or whatever it is. Um, But, yeah, it's been very cool to be able to do that. So, Have you had any moments where it's felt surreal, what what you've been accomplishing? Because, you know, it's it's hard to – look, you know, even, even a week into the future sometimes, but a few years. So is there anything, you know, I know you've all had aspirations about working in the music field mm-hmm. uh, previous to, to joining Sonic Nation. So now that you're doing it in, in this capacity, has there been any moments where you've been able to step back and, you know, soak it all in? Oh, 100%. Like, well, I think the biggest moments for me especially were like in our Music Business One class, we have guest speakers a lot. And so we actually had... We had um, an entertainment lawyer. I forgot her name. I'm sorry. But um, we had an entertainment lawyer, and she was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to show you guys this artist. And so she plays this music video. It was some country artist. She lives in Nashville. And she was like, yeah, um, the last time I played an, a music video for a class, it was Chris Stapleton. And she's Chris Stapleton's lawyer, if you hadn't figured that out already. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm really talking to Chris Stapleton's lawyer? And then mm-hmm. Steve Schnur, yeah. last week, director of um, – music at EA so he puts in all of the he puts together the Madden playlist the FIFA playlist um the Star Wars games all that stuff and like any game that you can think of he's done it and also he's done the scoring for Miss Congeniality uh uh Cruel Intentions uh if y'all know what those movies are and he works with like Hans Zimmer and it's like wow like this industry is really small and I'm already meeting all these people that I've already know worked with so many influential people and had great success. Mm-hmm. And that just happened yesterday. Um, and 
like that was a surreal moment I think that's the same thing that was the fact that it happened yesterday and I got a contact like that I got his email address and sent him an email with questions and um just trying to have a conversation with him um not necessarily that I'm looking into going to like video game and scoring um and composing for those sort of things but even just kind of knowing about that industry there was an industry it's the music industry but knowing about that part of the industry I've never heard of and um and how it can work in the benefits of an artist um like well, putting, he was like Metallica's manager too like he was A&R for Metallica yeah he's and all sorts of people super cool dude oh, yeah. super, super cool, cool um would be I can't wait to talk to him more um and he also invited us to Nashville to um hear some live scoring of a I think what upcoming Battlefield 2042, I think? Yes. Or some other movie. Very big, not a movie, a video game. Oh. Video game, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so that would be Battlefield 2042. Yeah, yep, but cool. Yeah, it's been super surreal. It's been super cool to meet these people. All right, well, I'll let everybody, uh, I'll let you guys remind everyone out there about your dates tonight and in the future before we have to get out of here for today. Yeah, so um, we actually have, we have a concert tonight. Um, Kat, what's the time? Is it? It's seven. Uh, seven thirty. Seven thirty at the Gouge Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we have a con- I sing a songwriter concert November twelfth mm-hmm. or ninth, ninth, nineteenth, nineteenth. Yeah. There you go. Right, now I'm looking at the dates. <laughs> right day of the week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the nineteenth from December. five to nine. December second, we have um, a Sonic Nation in concert. Um, and also for tonight, if you want to buy a ticket, the tickets are $5 for music majors, $10 for non-music majors, and $15 for um, non-students. non-students. So you can go to music tickets at Auburn, I'm pretty sure. And if it, that's not on there, then it would be on the Gouge um, website. You can buy that, and there's going to be some really cool things tonight. So come out. Um, and then another big date is February 23rd, Tiger Giving Day, if you are interested in giving literally anything at all every dollar helps um mm-hmm. just search up tiger giving day and find sonic nation under projects and mm-hmm. then we will be back with weagle march 24th yeah. for another Auburn stages a day after my birthday happy birthday my birthday show <laughs> and then uh one more time the social media for sonic nation so that everybody will... can uh, follow you and get all the info that will be my the Instagram is at Sonic Nation AU. Facebook is Sonic Nation and um, the Twitter is at Sonic Nation AU and TikTok will be upcoming. So check our Instagram for any updates, story posts, or just random thoughts of the day. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you'll find um, like updates about our upcoming album yeah. on there as well mm-hmm. when it's coming out and stuff like that. Well I wanna thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. This morning, I hope, you a, I hope you had a good time, yeah. and I hope you're uh, looking forward to coming back. I'd love to have you guys back on sometime to talk about any any other projects you have coming up, and maybe get some live music in the studio yeah. coming up soon. For sure. so whoop, whoop. That is something that we'd love to have moving forward on the show. So I want to thank once again these members of Sonic Nation for hanging out with me this morning. We're gonna get out of here and come back after a quick break. So uh, we'll see you then. Have a great rest of your day, guys, and thank you for hanging out with me. Appreciate it. Thank See you later. Thank you. Bye. W-E-G-L, Auburn. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1. FMWeagleFM.com, or however you are joining us today. 
we thank you for doing so. We uh, we, were listen- we were hanging out with some members of Sonic Nation uh, for the first hour of the show today. So if you want to hear everything that they had to say about their upcoming concerts as well as their upcoming recorded albums and what they are excited about for the future of the program, you can listen to our podcast anywhere where you get your podcasts and uh, you can listen to that conversation absolutely PSA break free. I was talking to David Cat and Wren of Sonic Nation. If you missed any of that, go back and check it out. It was a lot of fun. They had a lot of interesting things to say about uh, being in probably one of the coolest live music groups I've ever seen here on campus. So check that out if you have not already. All right, uh, it's the bottom of the hour, so we'll talk weather real quick. It's a little chilly outside, 57 degrees, uh, but plenty of sunshine as the sun is out. No clouds this morning. High of 72, low of 58 on the day. Uh, We are under a wind advisory here in Lee County, so please be advised. Take the appropriate measures. No excessive kite flying or things of the like. Uh, Your afternoon temp will get up to about 71 with some clouds rolling in, and then your overnight temp is going to be 59 degrees, and it looks like we will be having some rain tonight. So please plan accordingly for that, as it could be a little chilly and wet tonight. Glad we didn't have our intramural game tonight. That would have been difficult. Davis and Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, I didn't introduce you guys, but uh, I was about to say, Jack, we are here. Just Jack is the official host and only member of Compact Discourse. Apparently, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, So yeah, Davis and Alex joining me to talk a little sports before we have to get out of here today, or maybe maybe movies. I know Davis and I have been watching a lot of scary Halloween movies, so maybe we could get Alex's take on on the scary movie genre. Ooh. So, I do like scary movies. I'd, I'd love to hear <clears throat> about that. But how are you guys doing today? Are you staying warm? I'm doing pretty good. This is just a pregame for Saturday's game as the temperature forecast continues to drop. Looks like it's going to be a cold one when Ole Miss travels to Jordan <laughs> Harris Stadium at Saturday night, 6 p.m. I'm so excited. So very excited. Um, so this is, just, this is just work. This is just prepping. Yeah, What's your so, take on the cold, Alex? Um... I like the cold better than the hot because you can defend against the cold. You can wear more stuff. Mm. If it's hot, you can't just take – I mean, you can take off all your clothes, but you shouldn't. You're still going to be hot. And you're still going to be sweating probably if it's, if it's that bad. So the cold, though, just bundle up. Just get some – you know, go around the bookstore, buy a $75,000 jacket, you know, the good stuff, and then you'll be good to go. Great yeah. take. Make sure that jacket's orange. Uh, we are wearing exactly. We are wearing orange this weekend. Like as the rebels come to town. If I may, if I may make a note, like why don't like I get it? You know, you don't want to spam people, but why not send an email like once a day mentioning to wear orange? Because I know people that didn't even see the wear navy email because they sent it once. Like it looks cool. And we all wear the same color. So we're doing our best over at the jungle to make yes. sure every, all the Auburn students know that we are doing to wear orange. This jungle weekend. does it very good. Yes. So uh, if you have not already follow AU jungle on Instagram, it's uh, run by Jacob Hillman. He has all the information you need about everything going on in Auburn athletics, including get this, the, uh, the scrimmage for basketball is coming up on Friday, the orange versus blue game. I believe tickets are absolutely free. Actually, there are no tickets. Just walk in the door. Um, so check that one out. If, uh, you like Auburn basketball and I mean, everybody likes Auburn basketball. So check it out. It is following the Auburn volleyball match against LSU at 6 PM. So whenever that gets over with, uh, can we listen to that on Weagle, Alex? Uh, I'm sorry. The volley, <laughs> the volleyball, uh, volleyball that is coming up on Friday. Uh, I do not believe so. Actually. I think we actually know. Yes. You can listen to the volleyball match. All right. 6 it'll PM. Be, it'll be live uh, with, I think Brendan McLaughlin on color as well. Awesome. So volleyball. 6 p.m. Friday against LSU as Auburn Volleyball looks to continue their great season. as uh, They've been killing it, uh, and WBGL has been your exclusive radio home for that. Uh, whenever that gets over with, uh, the basketball scrimmage will start, 
and it's free to the public. So, I mean, at that point, just go ahead and head on in and watch volleyball and just get a good seat for the basketball scrimmage. So, we're looking forward to that. Orange versus blue game this Friday following Auburn volleyball versus LSU, which begins at 6 p.m. And then uh, we're also just a few days away from Ole Miss coming to town. So, get ready for wearing orange and staying warm. Yeah? And I got to say, uh, for anybody interested in going to that orange-blue, go early and go see that volleyball match because this volleyball team, Brent Crouch is really building something special with the volleyball program. Significant improvements, significant over the past year, two years really, by comparison. I mean, they have a winning record, and they have a large winning record. there. I mean, I think they're 10-3 and three right now. So really something to see in just how this volleyball team has grown over the past and will continue to grow in the future. All right. Well, we are very excited for that. Um, that is your Auburn Athletics update for the weekend. Um, so we are going to talk about scary movies. Uh, I watched The Haunted Mansion on, Ooh, on Monday night, as I mentioned on yesterday's show. Do you like The Haunted Mansion, Alex? I do. I like it. It used to freak me out a lot as a kid, like Which a part? lot. All of it. The zombies I, in the mausoleum? I've not seen it in a long time. Um, I could not honestly pinpoint which part exactly. Just a lot of it. Um, I love the ride at Disney World, even though the, it is a million years old. And it recently did get a facelift. <laughs> I will say, last time I went to Disney World, it looked a lot different. So that's good. But yeah, I really like that movie. Don't get me started on Hocus Pocus, though. Okay. I won't I won't bring a Hocus Pocus, but go. I will. I might. No. I will. I would love to get your take on some other... Um, some other Halloween movies, including, you know, uh, Friday the 13th. I've actually never seen it. Okay. The only Friday the 13th I've ever seen, and this is, this is bad, is Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm, wow, the, which is, worst, which is where, the second which, worst one. Which is where he punches a dude's head just clean off. And then he goes to space in the next movie. Yes, Jason X, the worst movie of all time. And then um, there's one where he goes to hell. Yes, there's really that one too. Cra- they really went buck wild. There's with that one Jason. too. I've not seen. That. I've been reading too because I know it's classic. I know you know. There's there's of course the great line in Scream where uh, Drew Barrymore. The question is asked, uh, "Who plays the killer in Friday the Thirteenth?" And she says, "Jason." He's it's like, not, "You're wrong. It's not Jason. It's his mom." Because Jason didn't show up to the sequel. They say, That's which true. is correct. So I, I've I've been meaning to watch it. Though. Maybe fact. one of these days. One of these days. But That's Kevin Bacon's it. first movie is Friday the Thirteenth. He will never say that he was in it though. He won't admit it. Yes. Who was he? He was the guy that got the arrow through his neck. Awesome. Even I know that. Um, all right. Beetlejuice, all-time classic. I love that movie. My brother can do a really good impression of Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice. It's hilarious. I can do a pretty good impression of Michael Keaton's Chick Hicks. <laughs> Go ahead and do it. Hey, be queen. Hey, be queen. Eat, Eat your heart out. out. <laughs> okay, that was pretty good. That was great pretty movie. Good. Um, uh, but back to Beetlejuice. I love it. It's great. Um... The part where they all do the dancing at the dinner table, always I was like, this is so weird when I was young. I was like, why are they doing this? It was freaky. I like that movie, though. It's it's great. I mean, Michael Keaton's awesome. Also, Alec Baldwin, pretty great uh, in that movie, where I didn't realize it was him for a long time because he looks very different. Who is he? He's like the main character. The husband? Yeah, and Winona Ryder's there, too. I haven't seen it in years. It's a classic. It's a classic, and and Beetlejuice is so funny. Jack, you said, or Alex, you said Beetlejuice so many times. You might be getting a visit later. Beetlejuice. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> look at Alec Baldwin. Which All right, uh, he does look different. He looks like uh, that's what I'm saying. He looks like Jeff Goldblum. Um, yes. 
So, uh, some other ones that are fun to watch around Halloween. We got, uh, you know, Halloween itself, 1978. Just watch for the first time for our latest episode of Through the Lens. We're going to have that one out on Friday. We did Halloween and the Thing, both John Carpenter-directed films. Yeah, Halloween was great. It really, like, it's very fascinating to watch that if you watched a lot of slasher movies because you can see how... It basically created the tropes because, like in that movie, I'm watching. I'm like, okay, that's that's some that's a trope, that's a trope, and I'm realizing this movie was made in 1978. It pretty much invented what movie with the blueprint for future movies, and it's awesome. Don't go in there. Was that, was that in it? No, it's just like you know the whatever, Alex. Move on. How about the, how about the neighbors that just don't open the door for Jamie Lee Curtis? They do open the door and then they close it. No, they don't. They they open the windows oh, and, you're right, and turn yeah. off the lights and close it. Bunch of jerks. Lady was bleeding from her arm, and they just said, nope. I don't, I don't like those people. Jack, what's your favorite scary movie, even though you're not a big scary movie fellow? Man, I don't know. I I don't really, I'm not really particularly enthralled by scary Do you scary have any movies. that, like... Hereditary. Do you have any that you're willing to watch? I mean, I watched, I mean, I watched Hereditary with you. You kind of just glanced at it. I mean, I know what happened. That's fair. Do you have any, just like, a movie that is considered scary that you're just like, yeah, I'll watch it, I like it, but you don't really consider it scary, maybe? Maybe I mean the problem with scary movies is that they tend to not be very very scary. Yeah, they're not very very good movies. Rather, some of them are. A lot uh, of them aren't. There's quite a few. I mean, good the ones. classics are probably good. Not that I've seen any of them, but uh, <laughs> they might be. We are going to. Uh, we'll probably talk about that more on the other side of the break. Including, I'd like to, I'd like to hear your opinion on The Shining. Well, I think I'll, he's got to go. I'll, I'll stick around for a second. My class is like five minutes away. So, uh, so. prepare your opening statements, and we'll uh, yes. we'll get we'll get to that. So, don't go anywhere. We got a little more scary movie chat coming up with the movie experts, uh, hosts of uh, Around the Block here on Compact uh, Weagle. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> keep it right here on uh, Compact Discourse. We'll be back in about two minutes with some more of uh, the show. So uh, we'll be back talk scary movies and a whole lot more final segments coming up your way in about two minutes here on WEGF Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Jack Hart hanging out with the members of our movie podcast here on WEGL. So on a Halloween, hanging out with the movie experts, we can only talk about one thing. That is, of course, Halloween scary movies. So um, I teased it before the break, but I'd love to hear what Alex has to say about the... uh, some would say the best horror movie ever, The Shining. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's odd that Stephen King does not like it, and like, well, it's not really that. It's not super loyal to the book. That's true. And he made his own version, which is I've not, not near read as the good. book. I've not either. read the book, but that's very much checks out for Kubrick. But it's great. I mean, the music is awesome. Jack Nicholson is great. Uh, Shelley Duvall is even better. Um, 
Yeah, it's just that it's a great movie. It's a classic. Like if you haven't seen The Shining, you got to. Not my favorite Nicholson film though. Really? Your oh, wait, your favorite one is uh, Anger Management. Yep, that's it. No, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, it is One Flew. Yeah, over. yeah. Anger Management was crazy. That's a good Fall, guess. Falling asleep to that at LSU. By the way, Dave, fever dream. As good as it gets is now. I think on Netflix we can like we it. can finally test our theory. I've seen as good. I haven't, as it gets. I haven't seen it though. It's good. Week. It's just not as it's not better than Good Will Hunting. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I love it though. It's it. I think it's a bucket list film. I think there are certain films throughout the history of Hollywood that you've just got to see. Like, I think you got to see Jaws. I think you've got to see The Shining. I think you've got to see Star Wars. Because those are just for the impacts that they had. Very substantial. So, yeah, The Shining's a classic. Love it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Rocky Horror Picture Show? Never seen it. I went to the, um, like, the play slash show that was at uh, Universal. It was really cool, but I've never seen the official thing. I hear it's very odd. Very, very much, you know... There's not really any consistency on it whether a lot of people like it or not. It's very much a person by person basis. Like some people love it and some people can't. Stand My dad's it. a big fan of it. Really, it seems like kind of a cult classic. I'm not about sure about big. So fan, it was because like it, it it flopped when it, on its initial release, if I'm not mistaken, and then it grew and grew and grew afterwards. So, I that, it, I think it is very much in cult classic territory. Hmm. Hmm. Any other ones, Jack? Uh, hold on. I'll just go back to my list here. Excuse me. Excuse me. There Bless you. Go. you. Uh, oh, we talked about this yesterday, the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm indifferent to Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't like it when I was growing up. Upon rewatching it, I think last year, it was a lot better than I remember. It's it's an odd one. I don't... The Boogeyman used to scare me. Yes, he's the great. Bugs... The Boogeyman is still my favorite Ugh. part of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's great. His song is great. I love a good villain, and that has. A... I like it. It's I've... not. It's not in my favorite. It's not a go-to for me. I'm not going to think. Oh man, time to watch this movie. I vividly remember telling my mom I was scared of the Boogeyman character, and she's like, "Stop being so silly. He's not scary." I was like, "Mom, there's bugs crawling out of him. He's so creepy." But yeah, I, I like it. But it's never. It's never on top of my list. It's never one that I would think to watch. On it's Halloween. the uh, the the Exorcist, the classic. Never seen it. Always oh wanted God. to. Love the music. What? Sorry. What is just, the fact that I haven't seen so many things? Just, you have an opinion. That you go, oh, but I haven't seen it though. I, I started with never. I started Wait, with never seen mouth, it. Keep your mouth in front of the mic, Alex. I started. I started with never seen it. Have you seen Ghostbusters? Yes, of course. Okay, I love Ghostbusters. Classic. First one's awesome. I saw the second one. Haven't seen the remake with all the with the all female cast. But I'm really looking forward to Ghostbusters Afterlife with starring Finn Wolfhard and Paul Rudd. But also because at the end of the first trailer, Dan Aykroyd picked up the phone. He picked up the phone. I'm really excited about that. Pretty funny. Yes. All right, and then there's also the classics we've yet to get to, such as uh, Child's Play. Haven't seen that one. I've seen uh, one of the Chucky films. I don't remember which one. Mm. And then, uh, let's see. Last one we'll do, oh, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street. I have not seen that one either, unfortunately. <laughs> but I have seen, and this is one I would recommend anybody who has seen them watch, is Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is a movie about the actress who plays the lead character in Nightmare on Elm Street playing herself, haunted by Freddy. It's very fascinating. It's like multiple fourth wall breaks. I think meta is the only word to describe it. It's a really, really it. fascinating movie. I, I really do want to see the first Nightmare on Elm Street, though, because doesn't that have Johnny Depp? Yes. Isn't he in that one as well? Yes. yes, yes exactly. Yes. I want to see that one, though, but I have not. I'll admit, I haven't seen that many horror films as much. I'm, I'm kind of I'm new to the game because I used to be easily scared. That's okay. That, that, that's fair enough. Didn't we all? I used to, when I was in grade school, I used to think Jason Voorhees was always outside my window at night and he used to be terrified of Friday the 13th for some reason. Back, I used to imagine him like peering into my window. Back in like the fourth grade, uh, my brother really got into The Walking Dead 
and the season three of The Walking Dead released, which was the season at the prison, which was the scariest season by far. And Jackson made us all watch the trailer. And we were at the beach, and the power at our house went out, so it was like completely pitch black dark. And I was convinced there was a zombie in the hallway just staring at me, ever walking at me the entire night, so I did not sleep. Eventually I watched the show, but I was an easily scared scared kid. I, I, I've grown to where I can watch Hereditary and not totally freak out. I should have every light in my house on while watching it. And all the doors. T- I can go back to the text you were sending me after you watched it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I'm so scary. scared to go to sleep. Nah, man, walking home at night, you think that you think the grandma's in the bushes. The grandma wasn't even the scary part. No, it, it that's the thing. The, the that part messed me up the most because it wasn't like you know that 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 the reason I like that scare is because it was kind of like a is she there? Is she not? Can you see her barely? Put on brightness. I don't know. Also, Jack, I don't want to deter dire, redirect from. Movies, but I really want to share this quote I just found oh from a football goodness. coach that I think is the most no, absurd. No, Alex, thing. it doesn't fit. All right, right. I never mind we, then. We can talk. I will say, no, not we'll allowed. talk about sports, but I do want to say that um, I remember as a child, uh, Phantom of the Megaplex actually really scared me. What that movie we were we were talking about yesterday that uh, I watched on Monday, the really bad Disney movie with Mickey Rooney. Yes, with Mickey Rooney, only because there's a scene where they go down in the basement. And there's a bunch of like Phantom of the Opera memorabilia on the wall because that's what it was based on, obviously. And there's a really scary picture of uh, of Lon Chaney doing his uh, his scary Phantom makeup. From yeah, the twenty five movie where he where takes he, it off. He, and he looks does the, positively ah! terrifying. Like that's still scary. Like if I saw that today, I'd be scared. It's terrifying. Why would they put that in a kids movie? I've never seen that movie. And I don't think I ever want to see that movie. Yeah, good call. Good call, indeed. Well, All right. I've got to go because I got to get to my 10 a.m. class, but it's been great. <laughs> Goodbye. This we, guy. Will you what? Send, will you send JP in here on your way out? Yes, I will. been great to be here for the few minutes that I was. Thank you, I'll Alex. see you guys all tomorrow. I'll Montaigne's see you at work. I'll see you at work. Yes. All right. Uh, World Series. Braves t- down the Astros 6-2. to two, Final tally over the Houston Astros. Go the Atlanta Braves and Eddie Rosario doing it all, making an incredible defensive play at the end of the game to stop an Astros rally. It was the Braves that jumped all over the Astros in the beginning, though, putting up five runs in the first three innings and never looking back as Charlie Morton and A.J. Minter were able to put the clamps down and stop the Astro offense from doing just about anything on the evening, save for one uh, single that poked through for an RBI. Uh you had Charlie Morton go down with an injury after three innings after a Jose Altuve ground ball hit him in the right leg, and that injury was ruled as uh, what exactly now, Davis? A fractured fibula. And that is, and it, I know, you're the doctor. What does that mean? That is the bone in your leg. That is this bone. Uh, your tibula and your fibula. Your long one in your thigh is your femur, and then in your calf is your tibula and your fibula. If I remember correctly, he apparently threw 16 pitches on that broken leg. I might have, wait. Let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, I got that right. Yeah, it's a leg. Yeah, yeah, I got it right. Your fibula is your smaller one, I believe. But he did pitch like what? He pitched like another 12 pitches yeah, 16. on the broken leg. And then he apologized. He didn't do more. Your fibula is your smaller one, like the support bone to the right. But it, well. it is very important still. All right, welcoming in DJP to the show. DJP, uh, of course, you know, production director, program director here at the station. He gets everybody's playlist ready to go, and uh, he's got he's got Woodstock Hour coming up later on tonight, including some country action. So uh, 
What do we have to get excited about on the Country Hour? Cowboy Up tonight with DJ Pete at 7 p.m. I am so insanely excited for this. Country music is one of my favorite genres, and I used to hate it. I love it now. This is the third time I've ever done country music on Woodstock, on purpose, of course. So I'm looking forward to it. I've got some Glenn Campbell, Wichita Lyman. I got some Sturgill Simpson. Uh, I've actually got Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones, which isn't technically a country song per se, but you know it is like a classic rock show. So I figured I'd throw it in there. I think it fits the uh, mix the vibe. it up. Yeah, that's the vibe. JP, do you differ? Do you like see new country <laughs> that plays on the radio now and like Glenn Campbell, Johnny Cash country is different? Do you I'm, separate those in your mind, or they st- is it all just country to you? Because I see it as like old country, new country. I see it as pop country and then classic country. Okay. So still kind of a, what is it, dichotomy, whenever there's just the two options. Two things, it. dichotomy. Yeah. Boom. I don't know. A lot of people different have different opinions on it, but I see it more like what's new, what's popular, what's what's happening. And I like the classic, older the better stuff. That's my personal opinion that it's better. I feel like classic country is hard to hate overall. I mean, like, it's just, it is objectively better to me. Even I like it to a certain extent, but I'm not going to walk, I'm probably not going to walk to class listening to it, but I will listen to it, you know. Oh, dude, I I absolutely love it. Yeah, I grew up on classic country. I cannot. Didn't we all down here? If you didn't grow up on it, your parents must have been Yankees. I grew up on a lot of, uh, I think, what we like to refer to in the business as Y2 country. Yeah. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Garth uh, Brooks, Kenny Chesney, Dixie, Dixie Chicks, you know. Mm. The, 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 that, that, that era. Still country. a respectable that's era. That's what I grew up on. So uh, that's what I'm most familiar with when it comes to, to countries. But um, plenty of other good stuff coming up on Weagle today, including Cheetah Print at 8 p.m. I think uh, DJ CD's got a like a funky, spooky kind of vibe going on. For this uh, weekend, is it going to be a mummy for there? Wednesday show? So yeah, there might even be a mummy there. So <laughs> uh, get excited for that one if you're not already. So um, what have you been listening to lately, DJ? Um, you know it's kind of been the same stuff recently with like Krungbin, uh, John Prine. My music in the past week has honestly not been not been the like best. I've been listening to like more pop stuff in the past week. Like, I listened to All Occurrence by Tame Impala a couple days ago. I listened to All of Blonde last night. Yeah. Like I'm saying, it's kind of been a little different from what I normally listen to, but, you know, I had to switch it up. You okay, JP? (laughs) You want to talk about it? Yeah, now I'm the person. I was listening to Cayendo the other day on my show. You had to check on me. Oh, yeah. Davis was playing Cayendo. I said, you want to talk about it, bro? (laughs) Get this bowl of onions out of here. It was so good. Such a good song. But I think I'm going to start off this 10 a.m. show. Oh, you hopping on the mic after me? Oh, yeah. We're going to have DJP morning show, DJP on the mic, DJP whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to have that show coming up. Guess what song I want to use to start it? Take it. I sent you a video of me listening to it yesterday. Uh, we got uh, Pirate Looks at 40. Yes, sir. We're going to start off with a little bit of the Buffett activity. It's like kind of country music. Not really. It's like island time, country. We're just going to have a good time. It's We're going to have a great back. time. We're going to be sitting in our lawn chairs this morning. DJP on the mic coming up right after me. And speaking yes, of right indeed. after me, i got to get out of here today. So thank you so much for listening to this exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, however you joined us today. Whether that be from your terrestrial radio antenna, WeagleFM.com, or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our podcasts are available completely PSA break-free wherever you get your podcasts. 
Follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. We'd love to hear from you at CDISCAU for information about the show, important updates. And if you want to tweet at us, you can get your conversation on Auburn's only student-run morning show. We are WEGL. Uh, you can follow us at Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, WEGL underscore AU. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals is working super hard to provide you high-quality content every single day of the week. And with that, for Jack Hart, Davis Carroll, Alex Houston, uh, David, Kat, and Ren of Sonic Nation, and TJP, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We will talk at you tomorrow, Thursday morning at 8 a.m. for the week finale, the Halloween finale of Compact Discourse. As always, this is Jack Hart signing off. War Eagle, go 1-0, and get ready to listen to DJP on the mic here on WEGL 91.1. will follow you home. <laughs>